Welcome to the podcast. I'm Bruce Mole from Commonwealth Magazine, and with me today is my colleague, Jack Sullivan. Welcome, Jack. Thanks, Bruce. We're talking about the Boston Globe's coverage of Senator Brian Joyce of Milton, and particularly a story last month that the paper did on whether he was paying the proper amount of property taxes. The story's headline in the print edition of the Globe was Senator's Renovations, a Surprise to Assessors. The headline online was Did Brian Joyce Shortchange Town on Taxes? It was the latest in a long line of stories by Globe reporter Andre Estes questioning the ethics of Joyce on just about everything from campaign finance spending to sunglass purchases to his dry cleaning arrangements. The FBI is reportedly investigating the senator for using his position to enhance his law practice. Jack has written three stories that raise some questions about the accuracy of this latest Globe story on Joyce's property tax payments, prompting Dan Kennedy, the media writer, to suggest an old-fashioned media war has broken out between Commonwealth Magazine and the Globe. More on that later, but first, some disclosures. I used to work at the Globe for 30 years and liked it a lot. I also used to live in Milton and know Joyce. His son and my son used to play baseball together. How about you, Jack? Well, I worked at uh, the Herald with Andrea Estes, um, and I uh, know her well. Uh, I like her a lot. Um, That's about the extent of, oh, and I know a lot of the people at the Globe still, both editors and uh, reporters. What drew your attention to this Globe story on Joyce? If you remember, I came in and talked to you when it first ran, and the gist of it, what I thought was, you can pretty much write that about any taxpayer or any homeowner, uh, just about, uh, except that it seemed that they had discovered that he did some expansive renovations, and, and um, the way that the story was written is that they were very much aware that there was about 2,500 extra square feet um, that weren't on assessing records. Wait a bit. Before you get on to the de- details of that, let's just summarize, if you could, the basic gist of well, the story. So so basically I thought that, you know, it, 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 it's a story on the surface that could be about any uh, taxpayer, but it appeared that he um, there, there were bigger problems with his. The next day, however, um, or the day after, the, the Patriot Ledger had a story uh, in which um, Senator Joyce produced permits that showed that there were uh, renovations that were done, and, and it raised questions over whether or not um, the Globe actually uh, had looked deep enough to find these permits. So the two, if I'm reading the Globe story correct, the two key things were that there were substantial renovations done on the house without obtaining, apparently, without obtaining the required permits from the town. And as a result, the assessment on the house, the town's assessment on the house, was about half what Senator Joyce and his wife were uh, allegedly going to be asking for the house when, when they sold it. So the suggestion that the headlines gave was that Joyce somewhat, uh, I guess, secretly expanded the house and was shortchanging the town on its property taxes. Is that fair to say? Well, yeah, that was the gist of the article. Um, it, and I think it's more marble than that. I, I'm not sure you can say that they're separate issues, that, you know, it's the permit, um, the value of the home, and the selling. The way that it was written um, appeared to tie it all together. 
and and hinted at um, a somewhat nefarious effort on the part of Joyce um, to hide uh, this ostentatiousness of his house from uh, from town officials. That was the headline. That was the gist of the story. And, and it all kind of worked together when, when you take it all together. Like I said, when I first looked at it, the idea that somebody's home is assessed at less than what what they're asking for on the market is something that you can say about anybody. But when you took all of the things that they wrote together, um, it, it it gave it this sense of something deeper and something darker. Mm-hmm. So, what about this idea? Let's even though it's all marbled together, as you say, let's take a few things by piece because it can get pretty weedy here pretty quick. What about the renovations he did without obtaining allegedly obtaining the required permits? Uh, that doesn't seem to have happened. Um, the uh, town administrator, which oversees the building inspector, and, and, and you got to keep in mind they're separate. The assessors and the building inspectors come under different elected boards. Um, the building inspector comes under the selectman as well as the town administrator. So she did an investigation, uh, looked in all of the old records, um, found an audio uh, tape of a uh, hearing, and uh, determined in a um, a, a report that she issued to the Milton Selectman this week that all of the work that was done uh, was properly permitted, um, that that they had taken permits out, that uh, it came under this 2002 permit from uh, the developer that uh, Senator Joyce bought the house from. Um, it's just that back in back in those days, there wasn't the specificity required on the permits that they do now with the online. And at that time, it was a $110,000 renovation, um, and it was very broad as to what was being done. But like she said it, in her report, um, it included walls, it included plastering, it included the breezeway. Um, there was another permit for the office and the garage. So a lot of these things that the Globe cited that, that appeared to not have permits did indeed have the necessary permits. And did the assessors in town, which you mentioned are separate from the town administrator, did they reach the same conclusion? That gets a little confusing. Um, At their hearing, the first, uh, they had a special hearing um, the day or two days after the story ran. Um, I'm sorry, no, probably even a few days after that, maybe about five days after. And uh, it, it seemed that they talked about we need to take a look at it. We need to see if this house is indeed uh, undervalued. But under questioning by a few people, myself included, they said, we can't say that he did anything wrong. Um, you know, the fact that that the house may be worth more than, than it's assessed at is something that happens a lot. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there was work done, or even if there was work done, it wasn't work done that required a permit. Um, but they had not been in the house since Senator Joyce bought it. Um, so they could only go by what was outside measuring and, and outside observations as to, to what um, the house appeared like. Um, but they, they all said initially, at least at the meeting, that, that they were not saying that there was anything um, wrong on the part of Senator Joyce or his wife. There is, however another member of the board, or one of the members of the Board of Assessors, who since that time, and he's quoted in the Globe several times by the name of William Bennett, um, who has said that he believes that 
those renovations could not occur um, without having a permit later on. The problem is he doesn't know. He's never been inside. He's only going by pictures and only going by the real estate listing. And again, it's it's somewhat contrary to what he said in the meeting. So that real estate listing that Jack just mentioned, um, that's a sort of glossy brochure uh, put together. It's to, a marketing brochure. To help sell the house. And it indeed looks, the house looks beautiful on the inside, a, a beautiful finished basement, uh, bedrooms throughout the house. Um, and so I think a lot of the the issues that are raised are, wow, that's looking at those pictures and comparing to them to what limited town records there are about the town raised suspicions that something had been de- done bef- beyond what was in those earlier permits. Because those permits, I think as you mentioned, refer to things like wiring and plumbing and walls and that sort of thing. Not a lot of the maybe the finish work, it doesn't refer to that. But you said a lot of permits at that time didn't necessarily talk about that sort of thing. Well, one of the things is that when the house was was first um, being renovated, it had been moved there from another another lot, another uh, location. When they did that, they had to build a cellar. They had to build a foundation. So everybody knows there was a foundation built. That came under the permit because that was part of the permit. If you look at what's happened on there since, it it really is a very nice uh, basement. No two ways about it. Um, I would live there. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, In in the pictures, anyway. But but when you look at it, it's more decorative. The things that may not require a, uh, a building permit. You don't need a building permit to carpet something. You don't need a building permit... Um, to uh, um, you know, install a media room. Um, these are things that you can do without the permit. Now, does that mean that that it, it needs to be reevaluated? Yes, it does. But it takes away that argument that he did this on the QT. Right. So you mentioned William Bennett, um, and for those who haven't read the stories, the Globe stories. He is sort of a central figure in in both the original story and a subsequent story later on. Um, sort of resp- several of them actually. Yeah, when when the town administrator said all the permits had been obtained, he raised questions about whether that was really true. Right. What's his background? Well, he's he is an appraiser for uh, Santander Bank, um, so he does have. Uh, some knowledge and some experience and some background in uh, home valuation. Um, he's also an elected member of the Board of uh, uh, Assessors. But I think the one thing, to me anyway, that, that should at least have been mentioned, um, Senator Joyce, as everybody knows, is a uh, Democrat and, and had reached a um, pretty high uh, point in the Senate under uh, Senator, uh, Senate President Rosenberg. Uh, William Bennett is an elected member of the Republican Town Committee. Um, that has not been cited in the Globe story, and I think that's an important detail to put out because he is the lone opposition voice that you see in, in their stories. He's the one that is continually questioning um, whether or not uh, Joyce followed the rules, followed the laws as far as this goes. There's nobody else on the record that they have uh, questioning and these other members of the Board of Assessors, how do they feel about it? 
Well, the the chairman uh, has really been um, keeping um, his opinion close to the vest, but the vice chairman, uh, James Henderson is his name, um, was really, uh, I don't want to say a full-throated defense of Joyce, but a full-throated defense of the assessing um, procedure. He was really um, upset at the meeting about uh, the story itself. He called it yellow journalism. I don't know that I would necessarily agree with that, being in, in the business and what we know yellow journalism to be. Um, but but he called it irresponsible. Um, he said that a single taxpayer was being, um, a, a sole taxpayer was being singled out. Um, and, and the things that were written in the story clearly were, uh, could be debunked um, very simply by talking with other people. And everybody in the assessor's office said they had not talked with the reporter. So... So that, that's a little mysterious that this one person, critical, is quoted, but others who might take a different point of view weren't represented. Right. And I think the interesting thing about it is if you read the story over, and, and being in the business, we understand how you represent sources, how you represent uh, people for attribution, not for attribution. Um, they say very generally throughout the story, town officials say, town officials say, um, but there's no town official that said they said anything. And, you know, I questioned quite a few people, and people um, in the meeting and on the record said they weren't called, they weren't asked, they didn't say anything. Um, and it doesn't say sources. Uh, it, it, it clearly says uh, affirmatively town officials, but it doesn't say who those town officials are. Yeah. So is this a war you're conducting against the Boston Globe, a media war? It's not even a story I wanted to do, <laughs> as you know. I, uh, it's uncomfortable for me to write a story about um, another reporter's uh, story or, or another paper's story. Um, but I also think it's important to to look at something and, and, and see if it's wrong, say so. And, and I think that that's what we've been able to do is, is take a look at it, um, you know, from a... Um, from a little bit of a uh, bird's eye view um, and, and say, you know, we can separate it. I mean, one of the things I think that goes into a lot of this is, is Brian Joyce has been the subject of a lot of Globe stories, a lot of them written by Andrea Estes. So it's very easy to, to look at these stories and say, ha, huh, another one by Joyce that, that they got him at. Um, and, and I don't think that this one um, was either fair or accurate. Yeah. I, I, um, on the media war thing, I think if it was a war, we'd be obliterated pretty quickly <laughs> because the globe, I think people have to keep in mind that it is one of the most powerful institutions in Boston. Um, and it has a major impact on, on news and events in, in the city and the state. And clearly this series of stories that a lot is left to be played out on them, but this series of stories has had a devastating impact on Brian Joyce. He's stepping down. In fact, today, we're taping on Thursday, today uh, is the primary race in his, and he's not in his town and he's not running. Uh, it's destroyed his law practice. His family's been devastated by it, I think. So it's, um, it's I guess that's what I see us as doing is always speaking truth to power. What, what is the truth? What is, what is accurate on this stuff? And 
And so that's why occasionally the uncomfortable nature of this is is something you have to do. Yeah, I think one of the things that, uh, and I've spoke, I've spoken with a couple of the um, uh, editors over there, and you know one of the things that they say is, well, "What are you doing going to bat for Brian Joyce?" You know, because Brian Joyce is not um, a, a sympathetic character. I think anybody will tell you that. Um, but I think that when you see a story like this, I, and I, I honestly believe, um, you know, even with the ledger uh, doing the story on the permits that they did, um, that if we didn't write. Um, what we wrote, that this perception that that he did something wrong in this instance um, would continue. Uh, because I think if you read the Globe's follow-up story since the um, um, report by the town administrator, there there is a definite um, uh, take on it that we're not ready to say that it's wrong yet. You know, the the way that they've written it, the way that they've presented it, I think has been from the viewpoint that, you know, this is our story and we're sticking to it. Yeah. So no corrections as of yet. No. And I don't expect there to be any, you know. Um, I mean, to their credit, they did write the story, even if the headline was a little bit uh, um, off, but they did write the story about the town administrator's report and what it uh, what it said. Um, and and they, they played that pretty straight, but then they go back to Bill Bennett again and, and present his view. Okay. Jack, thanks for joining us on the podcast. And uh, I'm, my thanks name is. Thanks for having me, Bruce. It's, it's always good to have you. Uh, and I want to encourage every, all our listeners to come back again to our next podcast. You can follow us on SoundCloud on, and iTunes, and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Scott tissue that I wish you saw. Sock after Mr. Know It All. I'll close your eyes and I'll kiss you, cuz with the birds I'll share.